when my clients first learn they are sensitive to dairy, their first question to me is, so what can I eat? I've been dairy-free in my diet for eight years, and in that time, I've learned three amazing hacks to regularly eating creamy cheeses, sauces, and pizza. These are all dairy-free foods that I've learned to replace. Does your mouth water when you imagine these? Dairy-free cream cheese, dairy-free sour cream, dairy-free chicken pot pie, dairy-free grilled cheese, dairy-free pizza... If you are tired of plant-based cheeses that taste like paper and want to eat real creamy foods again, then this episode is for you. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunked myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Let me start this episode off by first saying, before you go further in this episode, if you do not know if you need to go dairy-free, if you have gone dairy-free before, but you're not sure if it actually helped your symptoms, if you are any in any of this kind of questioning zone, is dairy-free even going to help you, then then you can listen to this podcast episode and get some tips on going dairy-free if you need to in the future. But what I really recommend is that you first start off by actually knowing what is causing your symptoms. And the best way I could possibly think of you being able to do this is in my course, The Better Belly Blueprint. The Better Belly Blueprint is a course that is tailored to help you figure out what you specifically need to do to get rid of your acid reflux, bloating, constipation, hormonal acne, PMS, period pain, insomnia, and so much more. When you join my course in module two, you will get immediate access to ordering the four foundational functional lab tests that I do with my clients consistently that you cannot get at a doctor's office. I then teach you how to analyze your own lab results and create your own protocols that are tailored to you so that you don't need to do anything that you don't need to do to actually feel better and you focus on the things that are actually going to make a difference. So if you are, again, not sure if you need to go dairy-free or you've done it before and you maybe got sort of better but not fully, you likely need more than just a diet change and you need more detailed information than just trying something out. I don't want you to have to waste your time, effort, money trying all these different cheeses I'm going to have to be talking about today and trying all these different recipes and 
ultimately not feel better. You might not even need to go dairy-free. So go to betterbellytherapies.com slash blueprint or click the link in the show notes to join the Better Belly Blueprint today. Again, that's betterbellytherapies.com slash blueprint or click the link in the show notes to join. But now that we've had that little disclaimer, because like I said, I really don't want you guys wasting your time. Say you know you just need to be dairy-free. I know that. Some of my clients have known that. Here are my top three dairy-free food hacks to eat creamy cheeses, sauces, and pizza, and none of these include vegan or plant-based cheeses. Oh my goodness. So number one, number one, y'all, this is the cheese category. So pull out your phone if you are ready to take some notes on grocery stores and exact types of cheeses to buy that are dairy-free and still super, super creamy. You guys ready? Number one is you need to buy cheeses that are made of goat, sheep, or buffalo milk. Goat, sheep, or buffalo. This is literally my favorite hack. I'm putting my favorite hack as the first thing here, Um, not putting it at the end. So fun fact, when you are sensitive to dairy, dairy means cow dairy. It means like a cow. So if you're eating a food that's made out of goat, sheep, or buffalo milk, then it's not dairy. It is goat, sheep, or buffalo milk. And so there are a lot of traditionally made cheeses that are not made with cow's milk. The keyword is traditional. Traditional means 100 or 200 or 300 or 1,000 years ago when these cheeses first were made, mostly in the European continent, they were not made with cow's milk. Cow's milk is a new thing that America did has decided to do amongst the corporations because it's cheaper, because we have way more cows and we're putting out so much more cow product that it's just easier to take some of these cheeses I'm about to list and make them with cow's milk instead of with traditional milk. So I'm actually going to list them by store, what I buy, because that might be easier for you all to organize in your mind. So Store number one is Costco. Costco, I love this. You're going to get a large amount of cheese. And because you are maybe having, you're being more limited to certain cheeses, I still highly recommend buying cheeses here. And Costco is a nationwide store. It's even international. So a lot of these cheeses, I've had a lot of clients be able to buy um, that are not unique to, say, a grocery store that's only in their region. So cheese number one is Manchego cheese. Manchego cheese, it's a sheep-based cheese. And when it you get it, it comes in a block and I typically cut it and it is a semi-soft cheese. So it's going to have a similar texture to like a sliced cheddar cheese. So when I slice it, I'll often end up putting it on sandwiches or making it for grilled cheese. And it is real cheese. I love manchego cheese. I will snack on it. Like say you love a nice cracker cheese combination. If you want to have some cheese on a, on like a board with olives and raisins and fruit. This is a great cheese to have on one of those boards for, say, um, hosting people or, again, just like a fun uh, night with the the ladies or a fun night with yourself where you just want to have some cheese. Come on, guys. So I literally handed a piece of Manchego cheese to my daughter this morning as we were getting in the car. She just wanted a snack on our way to daycare, and I pulled out some Manchego cheese that I had pre-sliced, handed it to her, and we went out the door. Tastes amazing. That's cheese number one. Cheese number two at Costco, mozzarella di bufala. Now this isn't always in stock at my Costco store. It might depend on yours, but you might've noticed the word mozzarella. Traditionally made mozzarella is made with buffalo milk. 
Le Gasp, right? Buffalo milk. So it's called mozzarella di bufala. Most of the time, if it's really made with buffalo milk, it will literally say mozzarella di bufala on it. D is spelled D-I, bufala, B-U-F-F-A-L-A. And if, and if it, if you're not sure, or even if it says it on the front, but you want to make sure they're not lying to you, or it doesn't say it on the front and you want to see if it's still made with buffalo milk, you literally just turn the package around, look at the ingredients and you're going to see buffalo milk. It might even say like water buffalo milk. Um, but if so, then it's an okay cheese for you. It is going to be a little different than the shredded buffalo or excuse me, the shredded mozzarella that you might be used to again, because cow's milk ends up making it kind of like a different texture but it is super creamy and super rich. And you can make that with, um, say, uh, like for a caprese with cheese and tomato and olive oil and a little bit of basil. So you can have that again. It's going to taste super normal and it's not going to be plant-based. Another one is going to be soft goat cheese blocks. This is a more common trick that people know, um, just buying goat cheese logs, but Costco has them in really large quantities for a great price. I love spreading goat cheese um, onto crackers. It's going to be more of a soft cheese. So it's going to be similar to maybe a cream cheese. I even spread goat cheese, uh, the soft goat cheese onto, uh, bagels, almost like a cream cheese. I'll put it in my chili, similar to sour cream. It's going to make it super cream creamy and give you a really similar flavor to softer cheeses or softer creams that we have. So cream cheese, sour cream, or kind of like a soft cheese on a cracker. All right. Another cheese you might not realize is actually dairy-free when it's traditionally made is feta. Feta, feta, feta. Everything's better with feta. <laughs> feta is traditionally made with sheep and goat milk or sometimes 100% sheep milk. So if you go to the Costco, a lot of times they have traditionally made feta will be in a brine, aka water. So it's going to be in this right now, at least the shape of it, it's kind of square um, tub with a lid on it. You're not going to, it's not going to be see-through. You're not going to see it crumbled. And then when you open it, there's literally going to be liquid in it. That is a brine, almost like you would find sauerkraut in a brine or a pickle in a brine. And then you're going to have blocks of the feta and you just take out the block and you can crumble it onto your food. I literally used the feta this week to make a, um, sort of, sort of like a lasagna bake with, with chickpea noodles and feta and some turkey sausage or not sausage, but turkey, ground turkey that I mixed together and then baked in the oven and there was all the feta in it. And then you crumble the feta on top too. And it makes a super cheesy, great lasagna bake with real cheese again, just no dairy. And the last one that I buy regularly at Costco is Romano cheese. The Romano cheese is traditionally made with sheep milk and it is most similar to Parmesan. So it's, it's a very hard cheese and you can end up scraping it um, just like you would Parmesan onto something like your spaghetti or a salad, anything that you are looking for that sharper flavor on. That's everything in Costco. It's an amazing list. If you just have those cheeses, which is honestly where I buy most of my cheeses, you get a lot of different options in terms of texture. Is it soft? Is it hard? Flavor? Is it mild? Is it sharp? Um, and just a number of things you can put it on in a, in a lasagna, on a sandwich, in a salad, uh, in, in chili, on bread or on, on, on a cracker. Honestly, that was a lot of options, right? Um, the next store is that's also na nationwide is Trader Joe's. And 
I don't go here a ton. I know that they actually have a lot of options, but my mom actually buys goat cheese, Colby Jack cheese. So it's, or it's goat based Colby Jack cheese. It comes in a block and we'll shred it or slice it and put it on sandwiches. My daughter really loves it. And that's something that I uniquely buy at Trader Joe's because Colby Jack flavor is is pretty different from all the other things that I buy at, at Costco. So if I'm really looking for a Colby Jack flavor and I'm not going to just buy the Manchego cheese as my sliced cheese, then I know I can go there. So I did want to give Trader Joe's a shout out, but they do have some other cheeses. They have, you know, the soft goat cheese blocks. They're in smaller quantities than at Costco. I don't know what the exact pricing, um, how, it, how that compares, but that you could still go to Trader Joe's and find a lot of these cheeses that are made with non-dairy, like non-dairy milk. So the goat, the sheep, and the buffalo milk. There's additional stores that you could go to. Whole Foods, it's going to be typically more expensive. I think unnecessarily so. You can find other stores that sell these uh, dairy-free cheeses uh, for for better prices. If you're in the South, Publix, I've been to Publix. They have an amazing amount of dairy-free cheese options, similar to Trader Joe's. They, if you, What you want to do, though, if you are at your local grocery store and you're trying to find, does this store actually sell different types of cheeses, you're going to want to go to... Um, you're going to want to go to their deli area. It's typically going to be where their specialty cheeses are, and maybe there's some hummus and specialty dips, not where the sort of mass-marketed milk and shredded cheese and just big bags of <laughs> shredded dairy are going to be, which is in that dairy area. It tends to be more in the specialty area, in my experience. All right, that's all things cheeses, and honestly, that took way longer for me to share, but I think that just shows you how much you can do with all those things. If you literally took notes on just that and moved forward, you'd have an amazing amount of new new ingredients that you could use in your everyday cooking to replicate recipes that you already know and love. And you literally just have to swap out. You don't have to do anything weird, like make your own cheese with cauliflower and I don't know, they, you know, nutritional yeast and all this like fancy stuff, just, just buy the food and it's, it's real. So as long as you're not trying to be vegan, this is going to be perfectly fine. Now, if you are, I do want to talk about two more things and they're going to be smaller. So don't worry about that. If you're like, I have to go listen up two more things. So number one is going to be canned coconut milk. Now coconut is actually a plant, but canned coconut milk, especially when it's full fat, is been the main thing I've used to replace so many of my and so many of my recipes that have milk in them that are like soup recipes, creams, sauces. This is everything everything that you're making that's more of a liquidy base that you just want to be creamy and thick, you're going to be using canned coconut milk. So uh, curry recipes that have milk in them. I mean, some curry recipes are inherently like a coconut curry recipe, but even if there's a dairy, say they want you to use heavy cream or or 2% milk or whatever inside of it, just swap it out for canned coconut milk and it's gonna make an, a great curry recipe for you. You can also do, I do chicken pot pie with canned coconut milk. So I start with the canned coconut milk. I typically add some co uh, chicken broth to it and then I add other flavors that I find complement the chicken pot pie. You can use traditional chicken pot pie herbs and spices like pepper and salt, or you can 
mix it up to what, it, however you like to make your chicken pot pie. I've made stroganoff with can, canned coconut milk, which honestly I super love. My husband had made stroganoff for me uh, in a dairy full way when he and I were dating, and it was just a really fond memory I have. And then when I went dairy free, I didn't have it for a couple of years, and then I decided I wanted to try and make stroganoff with some new ingredients I understood how to use in canned coconut milk did a phenomenal job. And then I used a chickpea pasta base with still the meat and the mushrooms. And it was amazing. Or like a creamy butternut squash soup, canned coconut milk. All you do is swap out the canned coconut milk for whatever milk or heavy cream you're using. So canned coconut milk is a huge thing when it comes to soups and sauces. And then lastly, pizza. Want to follow up on the pizza thing? This this, I'll give you uh, just a quick disclaimer. This will not work at a Pizza Hut or a Domino's or any kind of major food chain for, for pizza creation. It will definitely work in your own, own home, but if you're at a restaurant, this will work typically if you're at a nicer Italian restaurant or pizzeria that hand makes their pizzas and uses higher quality ingredients. And, and the hack is ask for goat cheese, mozzarella di bufala, or traditional feta on the pizza. So some things I typically look for to even decide will that will one of those three work is I might look on the rest or on the menu and see if there's one of these three things anywhere on the menu. So is there goat cheese on a salad? Is there any mozzarella di bufalo mentioned in a caprese? Maybe just says mozzarella. You can ask the waiter is it mozzarella di bufala, aka is it made with buffalo milk? Honestly, this stumps most waiters at this point, but I always ask and they'll just, I just ask them, can you go check? They come back and they tell me yes or no. I'd say like 10 to 25% of the time it's been yes. So there is a pretty high no ratio, but it is pretty exciting when they're like, yeah, it is made with buffalo milk. I didn't know that. <laughs> Same with the feta. You want to ask, is it traditionally made? They might not know what that means. Say, is it made with sheep milk? They'll have to go back and check. I actually worked at a brunch restaurant that did buy all their feta from Costco, and it was all the traditionally made feta because it was a nicer kind of brunch thing. And so there could be a very decent likelihood as long as it's actual real high quality ingredients and it's not just like a kind of cafe off to the side, they, they might really be using good really good ingredients. So once you know if they have goat cheese, mozzarella di bufala, or traditional feta, then you just ask to use that cheese instead of the cheese that they were going to use. So the shredded cheese, it will be different because the cheese typically is going to be more clumps, like little surprise fun packages on the pizza, but it's still cheese and it's still creamy and it still complements all the other flavors on the pizza. So the other bonus is if you're at one of these restaurants, they I'm seeing increasing numbers of pizzerias and like nicer Italian restaurants having the option to have a gluten-free or sometimes even like grain-free, like a cauliflower crust pizza option. So you can get that gluten-free crust or the cauliflower crust, add on your traditional feta, mozzarella di bufalo, goat cheese, whatever, and it's going to be an amazing pizza. You can eat it with your friends. There was I, when I was trying to think of restaurants where this has worked at, I've multiple times been to a place called Bigalora, Wood-Fired Cucina. There's several in my area in Southeast Michigan. I don't know if it's a national chain or not, but they have that. So if you once you find 
um, your restaurant, you'll know places that you can go and kind of expect that that'll be an option for you. So those are my three hacks. Number one, goat, sheep, and buffalo milk-based cheeses. Number two, canned coconut milk. And number three, kind of riffing off of number one, asking for some of those traditional cheeses on your pizza. But if you are wondering, do you even need to avoid dairy? I don't know if I'm sensitive to dairy. I go off dairy, but I don't feel 100% better. What else do I need to, need to do to heal my gut? I want to invite you to join my free workshop, Clear Your Constipation. If you listen to this whole episode and you're just like, I'm not ready to join the Better Belly Blueprint, is there anything else you can share with me, anything else I can learn before I jump in? I would love to see you November 13th and 14th at my first free workshop where I'm going to be teaching you the four keys to end bloating and constipation. It's going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just 45 minutes each day, super fast. It's going to be live. I won't, It's not a recording. I will be seeing you there. And you're going to have the opportunity to learn the same thing that I teach in the Better Ability Blueprint and get a hint and honestly learn some of the next steps that it's going to take for you to heal your gut. You're going to learn why what you've done already hasn't worked. You're going to get quick to the point teaching. You're going to get some easy to do homework to, for quick wins. You're going to have an opportunity for a free 15 minute power coaching with me. And you're going to walk away with the next steps to end your bloating and constipation prizes that I'm handing out hint one each day, and they are worth $50 each. New friends and clarity on why what you've tried thus far has not ended your bloating and constipation. I promise I'm not going to be giving you any more recommendations to just drink more water, eat more fiber, or take probiotics. This workshop will not include the same recommendations you see all over the internet because that is boring. My promise to you is you will hear something new in this workshop that will unlock your bowels, literally, because honestly, I don't have time to put this much effort into putting this on for you just to tell you things you already know that hasn't worked. And I don't want to waste your time. So if you are ready to figure out your next steps to heal your gut, go to betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes to register for the workshop today. And also if you cannot join live, I will be giving a replay. If you register, those replays will automatically be going out to you. But if you do not register, you will not see them. So if you even just want to see the replays, you want to get my workbook, you want to go through it yourself, even if you can't join live, go to betterbellytherapies.com slash CYC or click the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see you there. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.